Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. Dr. Jim McPhee is a world-renowned economist. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, uh, Eric. No, well, we would say it. Well, everybody in the country who has interacted with matters of finance in one way or the other have interacted with Dr. Jim McPhee. He's currently a lecturer at Strathmore University, but he's involved in very many ways. I first interacted with you in the mid-90s when you came to our school and you were encouraging us to pursue a career in finance. And I was like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> you, Eric, you clearly yeah. didn't listen to what you like, were doing. Yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. I, I, like, I like what you're saying. It sounds really good. However. Uh, I'll put it under advisement. <laughs> I'll take it under advisement. <laughs> but Dr. Jim McPhee is here this morning. Karibu sana. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. This is Kenya's biggest conversation. Okay. And that is the hot seat of the situation room. Wow. It, uh, I already feel the heat coming up <laughs> from the seat. <laughs> But CT will welcome you nicely with the day's proverb. And this week's proverbs are coming from the country of Guinea. Guinea. Yes. Not Guinea-Bissau. Mm. Not Equatorial Guinea. Guinea. To have two eyes is a cause for pride. But to have one eye is better than to have none. Mm -hmm. To have two eyes is a cause it's for pride. pride. Mm -hmm. but, but to have one, one eye is better than to have none. Dr. McPhee, how what's your interpretation of this? Well, <clears throat> you know, let me try to um, actually speak about eco economics, okay, in relation to that particular saying, because yes. um, I think a lot of people know nothing about economics, you know, and um, one of the things that we're actually involved in at the moment, okay, is I was thinking as I drove here this morning, <clears throat> let's suppose that I'm married to Ndu here, mm. And, um, you know, let's suppose mo bo both of us actually lose our jobs. Okay. Mm. So we're living in our house, okay? And um, I say, well, and do look, I'm, I'm going to go out and break up the car, okay? And smash the windows and, and you know, because I feel really frustrated. And the way I'm going to get out of my frustration, okay, is I'm going to use my one eye to go out and destroy the car. Mm. Now, are Ndu and me... Are we better off as a result of that? The answer is no. Mm. We haven't solved the problem. So, and you know, I, I was reading actually something yesterday about the whole thing of ESG reporting, environmental, social and governance reporting. And I think everyone in the world will ag uh, agree that we do have climate change. Mm. You know, we've got terribly hot summers okay, up, in, up in Europe and Korea, etc. We have this tremendous rain in, in, your, in Korea at the moment, okay, causing these massive floods. So <clears throat> I wish they were coming here so that I could grow some more trees, actually. But uh, during our last uh, rainy season, I think it was 2018, I planted a lot of trees and they're doing really well. But anyway, <clears throat> you see, so many people are actually blind. So the first thing that we've got to do is we've got to try to get that one eye at least to open mm. and see the reality around us. Because, you know, we're talking about a reduction in the cost of living in Kenya. Mm. Now, is this possible? We've got to keep in mind that the price of oil 
it's actually risen about five dollars in the week now that five dollars is you know when you translate it into kenyan currency okay today at 140 shillings to the dollar mm. that is in fact uh, 700 shillings yep. so that's a barrel of oil goes up by that 700 shillings now you know you've got to remember that election promises are election promises and you know can they be fulfilled very often the answer is no and you know when Waikibaki was uh, running for the presidency, which he actually, he became the president of Kenya, mm. he said, look, one of the things that I will do for every year that I'm in power, the Kenya economy, the GDP, will increase by 10% per annum. Mm. In the year 2007, he almost got there, it was about 8%. But to actually have a, a, a rate of growth of the GDP, people say, you know, we got a GDP of 7%. That's wrong. You know, we have to have precision. What we're talking about 7% is that this year, compared to the no. equivalent period last year, is 7% higher. Right. So, you know, we've we, we got to be absolutely clear in our, in our expression because, you know, this precision, if I'm going to a doctor, okay, I remember, you know, I have, uh, I had knee, a knee operation, okay, 11 years ago now, almost 11 years ago. But they wrote on my right knee, mm. the people in the hospital, they said, wrong leg. Why? To make sure that I actually had the left leg operated on rather than the right one. <laughs> even, even a, a, you know, an eminent, we know, you know, there was a, 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 a patient in uh, Kenyatta Hospital, okay, yeah. who actually was operated on when he shouldn't have been, yeah. you know, because they made a mistake. Yep. So, so we all make mistakes. But I think the important thing, okay, is... We have to relate cause and effect. We all agree that there is climate change. Do we all, 100% of us, agree that this is due to human activity? No. No, we don't. The answer is no. Mm. Now, however, we are being brainwashed by the Western media, okay, and a, a very large number of scientists as well. You know, this is human activity. We have to get electric cars. In fact, I sent a young lady, a very clever young lady, uh, yesterday who's getting into this whole thing of ESG reporting. In uh, She works in, in Farmer's Choice. Mm. But anyway, this there was an article which says these electric cars, they actually emit more CO2 in order to, to make them than the conventional cars. So it's only after about 200,000 kilometers that the electric car will actually have fewer emissions than, than the, the conventional. The, the conver so, you know, now, <laughs> but anyway, now the point here, okay, is let's go from the one eye, which many people unfortunately have only one eye in economics. Mm. Let's go to two eyes. This is where people, and you know, to, to be a good economist is not a question of getting a first class honours at the London School of Economics. Mm. To be a good economist is, you know, very often our, uh, let's say, our entrepreneur in Kenya, I've got a, 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 a past student, Brian Tum. Now, he sees the market. He knows, now look, these people need this thing here and it's going to be a success. That's a person who really is an economist because he knows now this is the way human beings behave. And, you know, there is, there's that uh, posting which is going around Nairobi mm. at the moment, okay, where they raise the price of Senator Beer from 20 shillings a glass to 40 shillings a glass. It almost 
It, well, it closed 9,000 bars. Mm. It never raised the 6 billion shillings that Roteach thought he would raise as mm. a result of that. You know, people started going, I asked, as I say, I, I asked a lady at the University of Nairobi, look, if I increase the price of this product here, what's going to happen? Mm. Immediately, she said, you know, I'll look for an alternative, which the young men and the young women did. They, they got did. into Chang'e, mm. okay? And then, of course, what happens is the farmers, they're producing sorghum, Suddenly, Kenya Brewery says, sorry, we can't buy your sorghum because no one's buying our beer. So, you know, we got to understand, you know, if, if, for example, we raise taxes in Kenya, and, for example, if you look at our manufacturing, okay, it's, mm. it, it, it has actually done quite well this year, mm. but it could be so much better. We have to keep in mind that we are competing with Uganda. We are, I know a, a person, who, he's got a factory right across the road from here. He used to export 40% of his output to Uganda. Mm. What have people done? They've gone to Uganda, set up a similar factory, so he now exports zero to Uganda. Cool. So we've got to keep ahead of, now we've got to make it easy for the manufacturers to operate in Kenya. Mm. You know, I was talking to a, a foreign investor recently, not so recently, a couple of months ago, three months ago. And he said, look, I asked him, look, why don't you come and do this in Kenya? Mm. He said, look, number one, you're, you're actually an expensive place to operate in. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. Secondly, your, the, the productivity of your people is low. So I, I just had to shut up, you know. <laughs> so many companies used to operate. You know, Unilever was going to have a factory down in Mombasa. Mm. But, you know... The governor comes along, NEMA comes along, KRA comes along, so-and-so comes along. That factory today is operating in Dubai, not in Kenya. So I, I want, I'm training accountants, okay? They're important in business. Every business needs at least one accountant. Now the position is there are no jobs now. And I know a senior politician who's come along to three companies that were going to be set up, mm. Give me 20% free. Mm. Those three companies never came into existence. And why am I concerned? Because they would have employed at least three and possibly more accountants. Yeah. So that's where you, we now open the two eyes. Mm. Okay? To see now, hey, look, my actions have a, a ripple effect on the whole economy. And, you know, if, if our economy <coughs> was growing... If it, you know, if we were setting up, you know, new companies and new businesses, we're an attractive destination, okay? It's, we, you know, Ndu is here from Lagos. I loved Lagos, but, you know, Kulala Kule, ah, you know, you're, you're sleeping in 32 degrees of heat. Mm. Nairobi, you're sleeping in 12 degrees. You, you put the blanket around you to keep you warm. Yeah. So, you know. There's a difference. Is, this is paradise. There's something that you've said, Dr. McPhee, um, which is sort of like relating what what we are dealing with as a country at present. You said election promises are seldom fulfilled. Correct. And they cannot be. Almost. Really? Well, you see, you know, if if I actually say to you, look, I'm going to reduce the cost of living. Now, don't forget, uh, people in the government, okay, people in the government are actually... Um, you know, getting a higher salary now. And, you know, this is where I think, you know, we, we are lacking in leadership in Kenya. Right. We're really lacking in leadership. 
you know, what is a leader? I, I once was talking to a group of students and, you know, I, you know, because <clears throat> I'd actually spoken to an assistant minister of, of education. Mm. I said, look, why do you go around the whole country lying to students? He said, what do you mean? Maxie, what are you saying? <laughs> I said, look, you go and you go and tell every single student in the class, you are the future leaders of this country. Mm. Now, can everyone be the future leader? Yes, in some way. I can be a leader in my family. That's one of our problem areas. Men in Kenya. Watch how Ah, you know, I, I, I'm the only treasurer of a, of a football club in Korogosha slums, okay? Mm. Mm. There's a young lady, Susan, I'm talking to her. Susan, she's a really good football player. You know, women's football is becoming a big thing. So I say, Susan, you know, who, who do you have in your family? Well, I've got two elder brothers, okay, and what are they doing? Well, they're doing hustles because they don't have a job, okay? I'm the next one down, okay, and then I've got a younger sister. And I said, well, who do you live with? Oh, well, we live with my mother. I said, where's your father? He's left some years ago. And that happens again and again and again and again. So men in Kenya, ah, Bonnie, you've got to style up, man. You've got to become men, not bloody chickens. You know, we, oh, sorry, uh, Ndu, I, I saw you wince when I used that word. Okay, no, I mean, <laughs> sorry, I, no, I, th I think it's... <laughs> it was hitting I'm, home. I'm one of the people who feels that maybe we're not upset enough about some things. So that's okay. <laughs> no, but, but, but look, I, I think one of the questions that we're going to now, there's certain things that have become almost buzzwords in the last, in the recent past year, and the cost of living, the economy, trying to make things better. What can actually be done is also a question that has remained unanswered uh, quite some. And that's the thing. What can actually be done? Kenya's borrowing through the roof um, in terms of austerity. That's not happening. Um, and then there's not enough to go around. That's the truth. There's not enough to go around. Uh, taxes are going to be increased. People don't have enough on their tables, if at all. The question is, looking at it from an economic point of view, which is what probably needs to be invited into the conversation, what then is this leadership supposed to do? Well, if you remember, when we went into COVID, the president and the vice president both took a salary cut. Yeah. Now, you know, when I was driving here this morning, first of all, you know, I drive a car, the price of petrol has gone up, okay, and uh, I actually buy it at a five shillings discount from Astrol, okay, on Lanana Road, and it's between where I live, Strathmore School, and where I work, Strathmore University, so it's very convenient. And, um, but you see, you know, I'm actually trying to travel less. Why? Because our import bill for petroleum is the biggest single item on our import bill. And if you look at the first quarter of this year, we spent on imports 590 billion shillings. <laughs> Mind you, it was, that's, that's actually 3 billion shillings less than the, the equivalent period last year. But you've got to also keep in mind that that 590 billion is in a, a shilling which has in fact depreciated by at least 7% over the year and possibly more. Mm -hmm. So in volume terms, we, we've got less. But you see, why have we got a devaluing shilling? We, it, you know, it's, it's gone from 100, let's say, two or three years ago to 140 today. It's because we are living beyond our means as a country. And the problem is, you know, um, 
let's face it, you know, if I'm in a position of power in Kenya, I will get my family, my family members, okay, some women at Strathmore University have done a study of all the counties and all the women in the counties are unhappy people. Why? Because there's so much, you know, sort of, well, me employing my, my cousins, my relatives, etc., etc., etc. But now, you see, when I say I'm going to reduce the cost of living, if I'm on one inch and I buy a loaf of bread, say, for 35 shillings, what, what that means is I'm now going to buy the loaf of bread at 30 shillings. Now, that is unrealistic. I can't do that. Now, what very often people say is I'm going to reduce the cost of living and the rate of, in, uh, the rate of inflation, let's say, goes from 9% to 8%. But you've got to remember, the 8% means that that thing, on average, which cost me 100 shillings a year ago, is now going to cost me 108 shillings. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're not actually reducing the cost of living. Where in the world is the cost of living going down? Nowhere. Mm -hmm. So this is a world problem. And I don't know what happened yesterday about the whether the Russians are going to let the ships come from uh, Ukraine out, okay? The Ukraine is a, an incredibly large wheat-producing country, okay? Yeah. And we, we in, fact, in fact, import quite a lot of uh, our wheat from there. But if you go back three years, we imported a lot of wheat from, from Russia. Yeah. Now, the problem is that there's a country in the world which thinks they're above everyone. Yeah. I won't name the name of the country, but I think we all know which it is, okay? It's a country which is run by criminals, okay? And those people should actually be in Guantanamo Bay rather than some of the innocent people in that particular. Now, let me know. I know do your, your, you've got your boxing gloves there. You're about to, you're about to, to actually box me because, uh, you know, that's your favorite country in the world after Kenya and after Nigeria. But, but the position here, okay, is... You know, the, the, the prices are going up everywhere in the world. Now, what have we got to do? we got to try to work better in Kenya. Hmm. You know, we got to work smarter. And, you know, when students see me with a djembe, you know, I don't know, do you know what a djembe is and do? A hoe. A hoe, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I, I, in fact, on Saturday and, and Sunday last week, okay, were out because I... I, I grow trees. I don't plant trees. I do plant them, but I also grow them. Right. Because I've got to make sure that they actually live. Because, you know, if I go and plant 500 trees and I go back a year later and 499 are dead, what have I achieved? Okay. Mm. So we got to grow trees. Mm. But when students see me with a hoe, a djembe in my hand, digging around a tree to try to make sure that the grass is not interfering with the tree, they look at me and say, this man should be in Mathari Mental Hospital. Why? Well, because here you have this Muzungu doing this mm. when you can have, you know, Tom Dick or Owino, that fellow there doing it. <coughs> and he yeah. pays them. And now, where I don't have money to pay these guys. You know, this, they're, they're, this Muzungu is rolling in money. You know, all the Muzungus have money somehow. You know, you know, So, so you know, they look at now. I I have a friend. Okay, he's a classmate. Okay, from way back. And he was talking to me. He says, "I'm very disappointed with my sons." And you know, I said, "Why?" He said, "When they see me digging, they run away." Because this is the youth of today, you see. Mm. So I don't want to but, be involved in it. We, but we've got to understand, you know, there are basic economics. For example, 
if 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 you take the price the price of fuel is uh, a barrel of oil is now about 75 dollars but let's take it to be 70 was that a few weeks ago mm. at 100 shillings a dollar that's 7,000 shillings when the price goes up to when the the kenya shilling goes from 100 shillings to the dollar to 140 to the dollar mm. that barrel of oil now costs 9,800 shillings so automatically you know i know a friend of mine he says you know what's the government doing you know uh, this uh, and you know in fact when i filled up on thursday night because i i uh, after i'd filled the car actually i asked one of the uh, attendants i said what's going to happen on saturday well, about the price of uh, petrol he says it's going to come down by a shilling when i told told some friends of mine that they said are ah, you stupid man you know how can it come down it came down one shilling and ten, ten cents mm. but you mm. see we got to remember the international price of oil okay is in fact higher and also the kenya shilling is weaker and the kenyan shilling is weaker why because we're not doing enough to promote our industry in kenya mm -hmm. and you know we've got to make kenya an attractive destination you know when you take our exports okay because our exports in fact were you know substantially higher than they were two years ago and substantially higher you know 20 25 percent 25 uh, billion shillings higher <clears throat> in the first three months of this year at 233 billion mm. now 40 percent of that was food well in food is tea coffee avocados fruit vegetables okay which are exported one of the our biggest export markets is in fact number two in the world okay after uganda is is the netherlands okay why because we export a lot of flowers and a lot of vegetable there yeah. so but you know the, the point is what do we see happening in the tea and the the, the the coffee industry now we have politicians who come in think they're experts know nothing about tea know nothing about ex uh, about uh, coffee mm. and they're messing up the market and so you know you can grow tea in many other places in the world i actually have spoken to the, the malawian high commissioner because when when you know the, re, the the previous one to the one now because mm. you know tobacco is now a product which is going to you know it's going to die eventually because fewer and fewer two years ago was the first time in the history of the world that tobacco consumption started going down right and you find fewer and fewer people uh, are actually buying tobacco so malawi depends on tobacco i said look get into tea and they actually t sell their tea at the tea auction in mombasa right. so they you know they can get into that in a big way mm. kenya doesn't have to be the only country in the world we we have we are the largest exporter of tea in the world don't mess the market look at it look at and realize that you as even the vice president you got to learn Bala. you got to learn <laughs> you don't Let's, know everything yeah we you don't know anything dr jim mcfee lecturer at the Strathmore university he's a man who is uh, very well spoken on matters of public finance and economics and that's what we're discussing today kenya's economy dr mcfee the economy as it is now with everything else that's happening inflation high um the cost of living all basic goods pricing high the government itself is looking for money and it's coming to the domestic market and borrowing the latest bond has uh, been placed at what over 16 percent and what then that means to the private sector accessing financing in the market 
All these things plus the pending Eurobond payment for next year plus all the others, where do they place us? In a difficult place. How do we so, get out of it? You know, the first thing is, it's, you know, I, I know a number of years ago I was out at the, um, the Windsor Hotel and they were running a, uh, it was some sort of a seminar or conference and uh, there was a, a, a chap from South Africa and he was saying, look, you know, you, you, have, you have these problems with infrastructure, why don't you just go out and borrow? Mm. Now what we have done is we built a lot of infrastructure with the borrowing. Um, sometimes that price is inflated. Okay, we know that the SGR, it's a very, very expensive uh, commodity compared to, let's say, the one in Ethiopia. And the reason why um, uh, Uganda is going to pipe its oil down to Tanga rather than Mombasa is that the, uh, the people in Uganda actually saw where it was going to go through uh, Kenya rich people already buying up land there so that they could be compensated at extraordinary high values and yeah. so on. Mm. So <clears throat> the, the point here really is, you know, <clears throat> if, we, if we want to turn around the, uh, the economy here, and let's say we want to try to help the poor people in Kenya, one thing is, you know, we've got to, we've got to look really seriously at our whole morality. Because, you know, um, well, stealing... Uh, is something that is going on in Kenya at the very highest levels, okay? And uh, I was talking to a gentleman yesterday, my dentist, okay? He's a very, very erudite man. Uh, he comes from Meru, you know, I find generally the people from Meru are pretty clever people because uh, I know a lady, Anne-Marie Kathendu, who came from Meru, she, when she did her MBA at, um, at Witz Business School in, in Johannesburg, she was number one in her class and I could go on like that with so many of my past students from that place. But the situation, okay, is, you know, Number one, the people at the top here, you know, if you're a, a lady of, you know, any status in Nairobi at all, you've got to be driving a Mercedes or a Prada or a, a V8 or whatever. Mm. And, um, you know, uh, before the price, the, the most recent high pr uh, price, um, I went to the petrol station on, on, on Lanana Road. I was going back for my evening lecture. And um, there was a lady, she was saying, well, look, I'm filling up, okay, with petrol because, um, you know, the price is going to go to 196 uh, mm. on Saturday, which it went to 195.50. Mm. Now, the position here, okay, is it took 13,000 shillings to fill her car. She was, you know, she was there alone, you know, young lady, attractive looking young lady, okay, and all the rest of it. But the fact is, you know, uh, the following day I met another lady uh, driving a Pajero and I said, well, look, have you filled up your tank? Mm -hmm. She said, why? Well, I, I normally just, you know, have put in 2,000. I said, well, the price is going up to 196 shillings at midnight tonight, so you better fill it. <laughs> How much will it cost? She didn't know, actually, but she said, well, it's normally around 12,000. It now is going to go up to 13 and it's going to go beyond that. So, you know, now... You've got to remember that, for example, a, a litre of petrol, if you're in the UK, it would cost probably close to 300 shillings a litre, mm -hmm. okay? Admittedly, salaries are higher there, etc., etc., etc. So, but, you know, number one, some people, some people, you know, are stealing left, right and centre from government. But it's happening everywhere. Mm. It's happening everywhere. And, you know, 
one of the things, one of the great things I find about Kenya, you know, when I was doing my PhD in Glasgow as a member of ACCI, I'd go to a cocktail party and I'd ask people, do you believe in God? You know, that was a conversation stopper. They would turn away and go and talk to some other Tom, Dick or Harry, <laughs> and in, in Scotland, Harry. Why was it a, a conversation stopper? Because Europe doesn't want to know about God. One, well, well, they, why don't they? Um, well, that's a very, in fact, you're an academic. Maybe you can do research into that, you know, because I don't understand it. But, you know, for example, the BBC, um, you know, I call them the British Brainwashing Corporation. <laughs> Not, <laughs> but anyway, uh, do. Sorry, I saw you wince there a little bit. But, but, <laughs> but the position here, okay, is they, they've got a narrative, you know. AD, they don't use the word AD, Anno Domini, mm. okay, any longer, it's now CE, current current era, or, you know, before the current era, BC, <laughs> and the current era, and, you know, again, it's, it's a, a thing that, you know, I wow. loved it in Nigeria as well, you know, you can actually mention the word God. You know this guy, George Bush? I don't know if you know that gentleman. Yeah, some guy. Yeah, Which, one? Yeah. Which one? There were two George Bushes. Well, the younger one, yes. you know, the, the, the fellow w who one. should be in Guantanamo Bay. Yes. So, but anyway, so he, ca he came to the UK and he gave a, a speech at um, the, uh, they have some very big hall in London, okay? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the speech, which particular yeah, one? The, well, it, it, it was a speech in the mansion house, they called okay. it, okay? And, um, and Tony Blair, his, his lapdog from the UK, okay? Mm -hmm. when, when Tony Blair actually ceased to be the Prime Minister in the, in the UK, actually was worth £100 million. I wonder if he got it from his salary or whether maybe he got paid to invade Iraq. But that's another story, okay? <laughs> anyway, he was, you know... Uh, Blair invited Bush to the UK and Bush gave this speech in yep. the, and all these, you know, dignitaries were right. And at the end of the speech, he said, probably hypocritically, but he said, God bless you. Right. Mm. You know, people normally at the end of a speech clap. They okay? stand up to clap. And, you know, they, 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 were, they, they were stunned. You know, there was about a 10 second <laughs> break and then they started clapping. No, what's this man said to us? Why he used this word God that we don't want to hear. Why would they do that? Well, their, their national anthem starts with the word God. God yeah, but maybe that's why they want to change it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, you, you know, it's so, so... So to the point, but, there's, know, a lot of, there's a lot of public wastage and thefts. Absolutely. You know, in, in why Kenya. is it, you know, that the, that the civil servants didn't get paid their salary? And I know, I know an entity in Nairobi. Mm. The government have not paid the money which is due to them. Uh, maybe it's five years now. Why? Because all that money was stolen by the people in that particular department, which, which was meant to pay that entity. It's that is the entity is here. How so, do we? So, and the problem is now yeah. when when that money has been stolen, you you got a budget which is on a line item, line item, line item. Now, how are you going to pay this in in a following budget when they say no, this isn't in the budget? Yeah, you know. So I tell you that the civil servants, but you know, unfortunately. So many people don't understand that when you start stealing, you destroy things. Mumia Sugar Company used to produce, at one company, 40% of the, the sugar we, we uh, consumed in Kenya. That company was destroyed 
by a clique of people, okay, one of whom was actually one of my past students, unfortunately. But the thing is, you know, <clears throat> I feel that this, there was a lack of governance there, okay, we love that word governance in Kenya, you know, but basically the directors did not actually do what they should have done in that company. And I think also, well, the auditors pointed out these things are going wrong, the directors should have actually, but now Mumias is destroyed. And what we're doing with Kenya is we're doing the same thing. When you steal and steal and steal, yeah. you know, what? Venezuela used to be the richest country in South America. Then you have Chavez who came in and, uh, you know, in this particular case, you know, give something to everyone. I knew uh, when I was doing my PhD in, in, in Scotland, I met a fellow from Venezuela. He had now gone and worked in Aberdeen, where you have the center of the oil industry under the North Sea. Mm. And this fellow had to run away. He, he pointed out, look, in, in their uh, petroleum production company, okay, <coughs> first of all, he nationalized it. Mm. And he pointed out, look, this thing is going wrong. We, this person it doesn't know what he's doing. He, he, was, he actually had to flee the country for his life, mm. okay? Now, what has happened in Venezuela is they've actually in, uh, invited an American oil company to go in and start running their oil company. The same thing happens in Nigeria. Nigeria exports its oil to Ivory Coast. Mm. It's, it's refined. Uh, refined there and imported back to Nigeria. Now, Dangote is actually changing that story, mm. okay? He's now putting in... And, you know... The chief financial officer for Dangote is a gentleman called Oscar Mbeche, an accountant from Kenya. Mm. A very, very clever man. He's got brothers lecturing at the University of Nairobi and so on. But <clears throat> so the position here, okay, is when you have, uh, you know, stealing at the level that we have it in Kenya, we are destroying the country. JKIA was meant to be the hub for Qatar according to people who are very, very highly placed in Kenya, the person there asked the people from Qatar to pay a bribe of a, a very substantial amount of money. They went to Rwanda. They are, in fact, assisting the Rwandese to, buy, uh, to build a new airport there. And when that becomes the, the, the hub, you know, <clears throat> we're going to lose out. Nairobi will we're going to lose out. And who do I lose out? I'm, I'm contented, you know, teaching from Monday to Saturday, yeah. Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, I go looking after my trees. I'm happy with that. Which is something that always, it, it, it bothers many of us when we keep having these conversations. The people in those positions of authority, whether it's the technocrats or even the political class, are intelligent people. They know, like you said, cause and effect. They know what will happen when the things are done the way they're done. Why is it that we don't get people who can do things the right way? Because of democracy. Explain what do you mean? I have a classmate, all right? He worked in Unilever. He was, um, he worked in Unilever in Uganda and Rwanda and here in Kenya. He's now retired, okay? He's, he's well off, I'd say. He used to live in Karen. He sold his house in Karen. He's bought a, a, an apartment in Westlands, okay, which he rents out. He's, he's retired now, so he lives on that. But he's also got his pension. And also he lives down uh, 
tour to Lukenia and he's got a farm in, well let me say, forget where the farm is because yeah. now he has a friend in the county where the, uh, the farm is situated mm -hmm. and this friend has been told, look, you're now a big man in the county, you're, we're giving you this big job, okay? Mm -hmm. It's a very important job, but look, there's one condition mm. that you actually have to fulfill. Come 2027, I need a hundred million shillings. So make sure that by 2027, you have a hundred million shillings for me. Wow. Now, is he going to save a hundred million shillings out of his uh, salary? It's like Tony Blair, you know, a hundred million pounds mm. at the end of his period as, as Prime Minister in the UK? The answer is no. Where is he going to get the money? From the county. Yeah. And you know, Kwame Owino, I was, I was in a, a seminar with him, okay, mm. when um, this was before we voted in our new constitution, because, you know, we, we have this thing of, you know, the governor is elected. In Rwanda, the governor is a civil servant. Mm. And you remember when Mohamed Badi was appointed, not elected, appointed the head of the NMS, yeah. okay? You know, within a week, I saw changes in Nairobi. You know, you go down Uhuru Highway, you know, the lines are, uh, are painted there. You, what's happening? Mm. Mohammed Badi put in something like 12 hospitals in the slums in Kenya, mm. in Nairobi, sorry. 12, you know? Yeah, yeah. 21. 21. Sorry, 21. Yes. Okay, I, I had, uh, what's no, it's, there's a special name for that in the county, but I won't tell you what it is, okay? So that you come and listen to me in class. But anyway, so, but, you know, in the, now he, this is a man, okay, he was appointed to do a job and he did it. He was answerable. If I'm the governor of Nairobi, first of all, I'm quarreling with my MCAs. Mm. They say, If you ungeza it, everything passes. But at whose cost? At the cost of the one inchi. So we have this thing called democracy. Where does democracy work? Does it work in the United States? Does it work in the UK? Where th there's a person I can prove. In, I've got a video where... I can prove that that person was a, a damn liar and he was elected the Prime Minister of, of a country in, in, in Western Europe. So everyone, we're all brainwashed. You see, the bra the, uh, we're having democratic so, elections. So the problem you have with democracy is the people are not able to elect the right leader? <coughs> Correct. Because, look, so who when, should I was, when, I was in, right when I was in Lagos in 2001, they were having an election then, mm -hmm. okay? And I remember talking to some of the people there. Well, you know, the Nigerians are wonderful people. They just un they they understand they just, jokes. They just don't know you know. It. No, no, no. They they, <laughs> they, they you know. But the, the, uh, this fellow was telling me. He says, you know, these politicians, none of them come and talk to us in the business school. You know, and we are we are the important people here. You know, we. I said, look, let's suppose that a person comes and spends an hour talking to us. Mm. Let's say he's got even two hundred people. Let's suppose he's got 500 people. Mm. Now, first of all, 250 of those 500 would say, now, wait a moment, you said this, and, you know, this is the beauty about Nigeria. In Kenya, when you go and give a lecture in a public place, you say, any questions, ladies and gentlemen? Silence, silence, silence. 
I normally ask the first question, it's probably stupid. But after you've asked the first stupid question, Dr. people Dr. then say, oh yeah, McPhee is, but, you know, who you name Jinga. But, but so, Dr. McPhee, if, if I look at... Let me just finish my story. Go okay, ahead. In, yes. in Nigeria, okay, you say, any, any questions? You get 20 fellows putting up their hand, hey, mm. you said this, 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 this. So I said, look, you come and talk to 500 of us. 250 won't agree with you. If he goes to the slums and gives 10 naira or 20 naira or 30 naira or 200 naira to each of those people, they will be there in their thousands, which is what happens in Kenya. And they will vote. So are our are, are votes of any use? Is there any point in me going to vote? I, I did go to vote. Mm. But, you know, I will be swamped by the votes in Kibra, in Mathari Valley, in Sinai slums, in Korogosho. So those are the people that you go and talk to. But so they're the people who will, yeah. Dr. McPhee, every system of government at some level is experimental. I know. People experiment with monarchies. Didn't work. Well, people experimented know, now, with communism. Now, wait a moment. Wait we a know moment. how that is going. You know, you have in, you have in Saudi Arabia mo um, basically a monarchy. Yes. In, in fact, you, you, Dubai, you, you have a monarchy. You've gotten to the heart of the matter. It depends on the type. Because even when you say democracy, one has to be specific. Is it the American type of democracy? Is it, I would argue, the African type? Because when there's an insistence that the Western type of democracy is what works, then we have a problem. Exactly. Because exactly. even even in the West, it doesn't work. Exactly. Now look, CT, you yes. should be given the Nobel Peace Prize. You've just stated <laughs> something which is absolutely true. Because it doesn't work there. You know? Can they just give me the money instead of giving me the... <laughs> <laughs> Can you choose well, what you, to... <laughs> you, get, you get a lot of money when you yeah. get the Nobel Peace Prize. Dr. Yeah. Mokfi, it's been a pleasure having you. Having <laughs> a conversation. Come again. We'll invite you again. Thank you very much indeed, Eric. You no, know, this yes. was, and you, you now, uh, you know, introduced me to Ndu. So, uh, you know, I'll see where I can do what Ndu is doing. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time. Bye-bye.